0: What's up, guys? Welcome to the premiere episode of Bravo by Gaze, the podcast. Um, I am so excited that this is finally here. Uh, My name is Larry. I run the Instagram account at Bravo by Gaze. Um, I just kind of want to introduce myself, kind of tell you a little bit about how I got started. um, And then we'll get into the good stuff, talking about the shows that um, were on the past week. And then at the end of the episode, we'll get into like some hot topics and... Um, answer some questions that you guys had um, from the posts that I had put up in my stories. Um, so I started Bravo by Gays in November of 2019, um, just kind of as an outlet to meet people um, that were interested in reality TV and Bravo, um, aside from having to like bug people in my everyday life who really don't watch it or are not as into it as I am. Um and I just did it for fun like not knowing like where this would lead to. I just figured I would like make a couple memes, maybe get to meet a f- like few cool people that were into the same things that I was. Um and I kind of got off of that and uh, didn't really post as much um as I do now like I really stopped until like mid pandemic and then once lockdown hit, um, I kind of just like threw myself into it um, just as a hobby and something to do while we were all quarantined. Um, and it kind of just like took off. And it, as like as it took off, I kind of found myself kind of like more engulfed like, in like the Bravo world and everything that was going on. Um, I've met some really cool people from this. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things. Um, I went to BravoCon last year. That was a lot of fun. I've gotten to go to some premiere parties uh, for some of the shows on Bravo. And uh, I get to talk to all of you guys every single day about TV shows and, like, who wouldn't want to do that as a hobby? Um, And that led me here to doing this podcast, which I am completely grateful for. Um, Now we get to talk weekly about all the things that we love. As a lot of you guys know, my favorite shows are really the non housewife shows. I do watch everything, um, but I'm more relate. It's more, I I relate more to the non housewife shows. So the summer house, the winter house, the southern charms, southern hospitality, vanderpump rules. Um, Just because I find myself in like the way that they interact with their friend groups, I find it to be more um, relatable to how like myself and my friends, um, interact and like go about our daily lives as well. Um, but nonetheless, Real Housewives is kind of what started, um, obviously my love for Bravo. It didn't start my love for Bravo, but Real Housewives kind of like got me going more deep into Bravo when Orange County started. Um, I started watching Bravo probably in like 2003, during, like My Life on the D-List and Queer Eye for the Straight Eye and all that stuff. Fast forward, Housewives comes out and my obsession just kind of grew from there. Nothing more entertaining than watching kind of like this opulent lifestyle that like the other half lives. Um, and it's just, I mean, the delusion some of these women have. <laughs> and it really is just so entertaining. Um, so I can't wait to dive in and talk about everything with you guys Um, We're obviously going to cover all things um, that are in the Bravo universe. And as they pop up and shows that come and go, um, all of that good stuff. So right now we have um, Real Housewives of Atlanta that's out. We have Below Deck Sailing Yacht that just finished. We have Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, We have Crappy Lake uh, with Luann and Sonia, which just premiered last Sunday. And that was amazing. Um so much. I mean, we're gonna cover it all. So that's just a little bit of background on myself. So with that, I want to just jump right into it. We're gonna talk about the highly anticipated premiere of Luan and Sonia. Welcome to Crappy Lake. These two ladies, I am so happy, are back on our TV screens. We got a two-episode premiere on Sunday. Um, and they're not bad. It's They're 30-minute episodes, um, and it's an easy watch, and they are very entertaining. It is very much a mix of, like, Schitt's Creek meets The Simple Life with Paris and Nicole, if any of you guys watched that, like, back in the day. And from the moment that the show started until the last minute of the second episode that premiered on Sunday, I have never laughed so hard. Obviously, we all are going to miss Luann and Sonia on Real Housewives of New York City. But I'm glad that we have them back in this capacity where we still can get, like, their personalities on TV. Um, It was very... I love to see the fact that when the show first started and, like, they got into that private plane and they land in Crappy Lake and they see all those people that are, like, out there, like, awaiting their arrival... And they were like, are they here for us? Like, I don't know if they thought that it was it was some kind of, like, boycott or the fact that they just, like, all these people kind of, like, arrived, like, anticipating them coming up. Um, and they were just kind of, like, shocked. And it was just, it was amazing. I mean, everyone really does love them. The goofiness from Sonya. It's so good to see Luann kind of, like, go from where she came from in the beginning um, as the Countess to her really like letting her guard down now and she's like so loose and free and she just like really is like down to have a good time um but the lot like the one-liners everything that they did was hilarious um them not having air conditioning in their vehicle i mean the fact that these people would I, i love that they gave them a vehicle with no air conditioning because really like you you kind of got it with these two <laughs> it's really what it's so, like put them out of their comfort zone um it really was so entertaining to hear Luann kind of go up to Sonia and be like Sonia they gave us a car with no AC and Sonia looks at the vehicle and she's like why that's a 1985 we had air conditioning in 1985 <laughs> like the jokes that like these two like the, she's just so quick-witted and uh I I really miss that so I'm glad that she's back and like it it is just, it's hilarious. From their arrival to the Benton Motel um, and Sonia saying that she stays at hotels like that in Palm Springs. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, do you think she does? Because I, I mean, I can actually kind of see Sonia maybe staying in like something like that, but Luann definitely not. Um, it is just, it's very entertaining and, this, the list of things that they have to do over the summer that they're there, I believe they're there for a total of five weeks. Um, the mayor of Benton gave them this list of stuff that they have to do, and it's just going to be very entertaining. Um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to where this show goes. Um, we get to see them flirt with the guys that like are in Benton. Uh, I mean, we all know uh, Sonia loves the boys, and she's always looking for Kind of like a boy toy to hang around with, and to see Luann uh, kind of get into that as well is very entertaining. And I'm looking forward to seeing where all of that goes. I love seeing them in the bar in the second episode uh, with like that with Luann kind of like yanking the goatee of the old man, and like her going back and forth with him, um, and kind of like a flirty vibe. It was it's very entertaining, and these two have a chemistry that I don't think would work between any other two housewives in this type of, like, show setting. So I'm only looking forward to, to, like, what's going to come from it. I want to see many more seasons of Luann and Sonya doing this type of show in other small towns, just because we're only two episodes in, and I can already tell it's going to be a hit. It's so refreshing to watch something like this compared to everything else that we've been seeing on Bravo. And don't get me wrong. I love all of the crazy things that happen, the federal cases, the drama, all of that stuff in housewives. Like who, I mean, who doesn't love it? Uh, But it's always so it's nice to like, kind of go back to like the roots of just like entertaining television. And my favorite part has to be when you get Luann, this woman who came from being a countess in season one and telling Bethany to like introduce her to the driver as Mrs. De La Sepps and not Luann. And she's kind of just like this hoity toity woman, very like conservative and like reserved to seeing her get down and dirty in this like noodling thing that she was doing where they were like fishing for catfish and seeing her go underwater and like, jump up with this giant catfish in her hand it is it's amazing like just to see that she really now is just so carefree and like just down to have a good time there's nothing better than it and uh, I just I really can't wait to see what happens so I want to know what you guys think do you think that they should go to other towns um do you like the show so far I mean, they were there for a total of five weeks. So I'm assuming we're going to get a good chunk of episodes from this. Um, and I just, I can't wait to see the rest of the season and what's going to happen. Just because it's like, we end the second episode with Sonia getting into the truck with this Richard, the, the man who had the Richard tattoo on his back. So like, what's going to happen with them? Like, is Luann going to, I mean, uh, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think Luann's going to find her future husband in benton illinois No, i mean it's it's luann i mean i'd be very surprised if she did but it would be nice to see if she found like the firefighter that she was flirting with if they had like a little flingo on um just to kind of like see where it goes because she has been talking since episode one about how she hasn't gotten laid recently so (laughs) maybe she will end up in someone's bed in Benton. You never know. All right, so moving on from Crappy Lake, I do want to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta that was on Sunday night. There was so much that happened. Um, a lot of people feel that Real Housewives of Atlanta kind of started off uh, with a slow start, which I kind of think that it did, but it really like has been picking up as the episodes go on. And I just want to touch on it briefly because I was so excited to see Sheree go to dinner with Kim Zolsiak, Lisa Wu, and Deshaun. It was so good to see those four OGs sit down. And kind of see how they've evolved from season... Like, if obviously, if you watch season one, you to see where they were then and so, as to where they are now, I mean, they all obviously have the housewife glow up. They look nothing like they did from season one. They only look better. And uh, to see them talk about, like, the past and kind of just, like, reminisce about it, I loved it so much. I don't necessarily know if I would ever want to see... Sean back, just because in the beginning seasons, she didn't really seem, like, too interested in being on the show. So I don't know if she would ever come back. This might be a controversial opinion, but I would love nothing more than to see Kim Zolciak-Beerman back on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I, no- I don't know if kind of, like, that's the angle she's going for with everything that's going on with her in the news, like, to do some type To have that give her some type of reality TV comeback, if that's the case, I mean, it's kind of like the wrong way to go about it, obviously, because, I mean, she has children and you don't want to, like, get all of that, like, in the mix to just try and get yourself back on reality television. But if that's not the case, I'm glad her and Croy decided to work things out and whatnot. I would love to see her back on reality TV. There is nothing better than like when she gets together with the girls that she's good with like when she showed up and she was just dancing like before she sat down like having a good time like that's the Kim that I'm obsessed with like I loved Kim Zolciak like I I feel as I feel like we all did with her red solo cup smoking her new ports that were in her freezer like It is just, it's something about her being on TV is just like, I feel she obviously belongs there, but I just feel like it's right for her to be back with Sheree. So I hope, I know a lot of people are talking. Um, I believe Candy did an interview where someone had asked her a couple months back um, who she thinks would make like the perfect Real Housewives of Atlanta cast. And she had mentioned like Kim, um, Kenya, Portia, Cynthia, um, I would love for Kim Zolciak to come back. It was just, just seeing the four of them together on my TV screen was just, it was, it brought brought me back to like the early seasons of Atlanta. And I am loving this season. Um, There is so much going on. I can't wait for us to kind of like get into the territory. I'm hoping where we'll see something happen with Drew and Ralph, maybe the beginning parts of their divorce. Um, I'm hoping some type of resolution can be made with Kenya and Marlowe, but I highly doubt that. Um, oh, speaking of, I want to go back real quick. Kim zolciak Bierman made a comment at that dinner um, with Sheree, Lisa, and Deshawn, where Sheree had mentioned Kenya's name in and Kim goes, oh, that bitch is still alive? Like like the side comment, I completely forgot that they had beef um, going back to that white party a couple seasons ago. And when they did that flashback, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to need Kim to let that go um, if she's ever going to want to make a comeback because Kenya Moore is not going anywhere. Um, she really grew on me the last few seasons, and I... I actually do love her on the show now. So aside from that, I just wanted to make that point. Um, I uh, hope that there's some type of resolution between Marlo and Kenya. I feel like if all the girls are good, it would be, it would be so much fun. Um, I mean, there's just, there's so many different dynamics in Atlanta in regards to the friendships. They, I feel like a lot of their, it's just like so divided with like the friend group. So, I'm hoping that this trip to Portugal that they're going on um, can be some type of like healing trip, but let's let's be real, it probably won't. Um, these p- ladies try to go on trips to make their f- friend groups um, better, and it tends up it tends to make them worse. So I'm excited to kind of see where things go with this group if it's going to be in a more positive direction or in. More negative, if that's the word I'm looking for. But I'm excited to see where it goes. I did love um, Kenya as the MC or the auctioneer um, for Sonya's charity, Mommy Nation. She did such a good job of getting these women to spend money. And I feel like I love when they always go to candy. Like, um, because they know she's the richest one in the group. She was probably the richest one in that room at that brunch. And uh, Kenya knows Kenya knows how to get them to milk their pockets. So I'm glad that they raised a lot of money. Um, Kenya did an amazing job with that, even though she was an hour and a half late. But as she said, better late than ugly. She looked beautiful. She looked beautiful. I didn't like what she was wearing. Um, I believe Marlo compared it to the Wicked Witch on Wizard of Oz that was trapped under the house. Um, I wouldn't go that far. She looked beautiful. I just did not like her outfit. But overall, it was, I I enjoyed the episode. And I'm not sure how many episodes we have left. I'm assuming we're a little bit more than halfway through um, the season. But I mean, it's not like we can go, it's not like we can get any worse than what we've already Experience. I mean, we've already had Candy and Marlo's blow up um, at that girls' outing. Um, we've already had Kenya and Marlo's blow up um, in the hotel, and uh, we've already had Candy and Courtney fight. I mean, I mean we Marlo's, Marlo's fighting with everybody, so <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need them to get it together. So. Uh, they, can, they can they can, go nowhere but up. So I'm excited to see what next episode has, and I can't wait to continue to uh, talk to you guys about it. Uh, what do you think? Let me know. You can always DM me. You can always leave a comment. Um, where do you think it goes in the future with any of the cast members? Are there any that you want to see um, go next season? Are there any that you want to see come back. Um, I'm always down to talk about the possibility of like different groups as to uh, what we think may work for future seasons. Not that I have anything to do with it, but it's always fun to like imagine different groups uh, together and see what those ladies would be like on a season together. I'm just down to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. So uh, feel free to DM me. You can always, like I said, leave a comment. How are you feeling about this season? Anything you want to talk about. I want to get into the Real Housewives of Orange County that aired last night. And then after Orange County, I want to get into Blow Deck. But Orange County from last night. um, I'm loved it. I thought that season 16 was going to be good because they brought Heather Dubrow back. And it ended up being kind of a flop for me. Season 17 with the return of Tamara just feels right. It feels like she is back where she belongs. OC is kind of like old OC with Shannon and Tamara kind of forming their friendship back. Emily and Gina, this new Jen woman. Um, I'm liking Taylor Armstrong kind of just being there as the friend. The only person that really isn't fitting for me is Heather Dubrow. Um, And I feel like, especially last night, like she made it known that she feels like she's being the outcast um, or she's being outcasted from the ladies. Um, But I do think that Real Housewives of Orange County is, it's back definitely better season 17 than 16 it feels fresh it's refreshing to watch it's not as dramatic as any of these other housewives seasons my girl emily is killing it this season i'm a huge emily simpson fan um she can she just she's so normal to me and she's so funny and i love seeing her interaction with her children um and shane they're just hilarious together so I know that a lot of people have been saying like oh like I'm good like OC's not doing it for me. They a lot of you guys seem to if a lot of you guys seem to be that if it's not anything overly dramatic or there's not a housewife in some type of like criminal investigation that like you're kind of just not vibing with it. I don't know how you guys feel, but for me specifically, it is so refreshing to just kind of see like a group of girlfriends, hang out, drink, go on trips, argue a little bit here and there, especially after having everything happened with Erica Jane a couple of years ago with um, her husband, everything that happened with Jen Shaw and her um, getting arrested on camera. It is so nice to have OC back in just have it be like a, like a good group of girlfriends just trying to have fun. I need a break from the legal system kind of being like in the midst of all of the Bravo stuff. Is it entertaining? Yes, I'm just like, I need a break from it. It's a, It's been a lot, like the past couple seasons of some of these shows. So in regards to OC, um, in last night's episode, the girls finished their trip to Montana. My favorite characters, they're not even characters, my, <laughs> favorite, my favorite two people from this Montana trip were the two women that were working on the farm that were there during the dinner um, while the girls were fighting about everything. It ended last week with the girls there and they were like, didn't want to Kind of interrupt the ladies fighting. <clears throat> and then the girls were there again this week. Just, they're, they're, it's hilarious to see them like normal people kind of stand back and watch and be like, is this real? Like, are these ladies really doing this? And they are. Um, so the, the ladies wrap up their trip to Montana and they continue to kind of go into everything that's going on with Jen and Ryan. And, uh, I've heard Tamara say on multiple occasions on the show, as well as in like other interviews, whether it be on her podcast or whatnot, that Jen is not telling like the whole truth about what is like, what happened in her relationship, whether it be like what's going on with her and Ryan now, or like how they became to be in a relationship. And I've got to say like, it has my eyebrow a little raised because after the, the girls leave Montana, Tamara tells Eddie about this rumor um, that someone brought to her that Ryan said when he walked into the gym that he looked at Tamara and said, like, I'm going to bang her. And Eddie, was, Eddie didn't even seem to like be surprised because he had said that one of his friends had told him, be careful with him because he sleeps with married women you can kind of see it like it really like Jen hasn't really shot down like these rumors like of him doing that. I mean, she has even said that like he's cheated on like every girlfriend he's ever had all this other stuff. But when Jen told Ryan about what Tamra said about him saying that he was going to sleep with Tamara, it's the way it was his response for me that I was like, I don't believe that you I don't believe that you didn't say it. I 100% believe that you said that and now you're caught and you're just shocked that it got brought to you and uh, you don't know what to say. It was like his response was like to like laugh it off. Like, oh, my God, I hope you said that, like, that's not true. Well, how would she know it's not true if she wasn't there when you said it? But aside from that, I mean, it was just it's a lot. I I really like can't wait to see if more comes out about Jen and Ryan. Um they are obviously still together. Uh they posted a TikTok recently talking about um a picture that he released and they turned Okay, so essentially he had sent like a dick pic to a bunch of people. They turned that photo like experience and like as a he said he jokingly sent it to like five people in his Snapchat, and because they thought it was so funny, like haha, they decided to turn it into like a company. And now they sell these hats that say like hashtag dick pic. <laughs> and so, they with the show coming out and like with the episode coming up about this photo being released, they decided to like take the TikTok, um, and post on social media, like their like their kind of explanation as to what happened as to why that photo got sent to who it did. And then the fact that that turned them into, or that situation turned into them making this merchandise and they've sold so many, an odd number of hats based off this situation. Um, So they're obviously still together. Um, I'm interested to see if more comes out uh, in regards to like, his past, because, obviously, like, let's be honest, if Jen, Jen obviously isn't phased by any, I mean, I'm sure she's kind of maybe, like, a little bit annoyed that these rumors are out there, but she's not letting it, like, persuade her mindset at all about whether or not it's going to be what these women say is going to, like, be, a reason as to why she leaves this man. She's not going to leave Ryan. If she was going to, she would have done it when he cheated on her and she didn't. So, I mean, you kind of, it's obviously just like she's going to do what she wants to do, but I'm interested to hear more of like the kind of like salacious crap that he does like behind the scenes. It's just going to make for good TV. But it's it, The women talking about what he does behind the scenes and like her not knowing about it. I mean that's gonna suck for her to see, but it's gonna be entertaining for the viewers. I do like this Jen and Ryan opposed to last season's Jen and Ryan. Um, I'm the swap out that they did. Um, I think this Jen is much more suited for Real Housewives. I don't understand. Okay, I understand why. Gina is triggered by everyone talking about Jen and Ryan's relationship. I get it. Her ex had an affair and it's bringing up like feelings in her that are like, that she just doesn't like. I don't think that her reaction should be maybe as large as it is. I mean, the fact that she kind of stormed off because she wasn't comfortable about them talking about like the relationship and like what happened. I just felt like her, and I love Gina. Let me preface this by saying I love, I love Gina and Emily are my two favorites from Orange County. I love their friendship. I love both of them individually. Gina's like a cool, relatable girl from New York. I'm from New York. And Emily is just like, that's, I've I've loved Emily since she came out. That's my girl. But Gina's reaction to them talking about Jen's relationship, I get that it's triggering for her, but I don't see how that would be like walk off to the car, bawling my eyes out, triggering. Um, That's just me. So I don't don't know. I mean, I did kind of agree with Heather uh, when Heather told her not to really talk to um her boyfriend about it because he's you don't know like really how much you can take especially if he's been dealing with this for however many years they've been together but i will give it to um, her boyfriend travis he when she brought it up to him later on in the episode like her concerns and how heather had gone up to her after she walked away from the girls talking about jennifer in Ryan's relationship and the affair and all that. um, Heather kind of went up to her and told her, like, you don't seem like you're over these feelings. It's obviously triggering for you. Um, But I don't think that you should tell Travis about it because you don't know how much more he can take. When Gina went to him and told him all of this stuff, the fact that he was kind of like, no, like, I'm here for you. Like, I'm your person like you like you can cry on my shoulder. I in his confessional, he said my shoulders are big enough they can take it like he just seems like such a cool guy and he's there for her and the two of them together with all of their kids. Um, I just I just love it and I love the fact that he was kind of like don't listen to what she has to say. you can you can kind of like use me to kind of vent for whatever you need to vent about. And I just love that. Um, but but still, like, I just, I'm I mean, going to need Gina to kind of, like, get over this, like, overwhelming feeling she has to kind of be so angry at Jen about what she did. If she didn't do anything to you. So kind of maybe let that go. And I know she's apologetic for it, and she hates the fact that, like, she hates the fact that what jen did is affecting her so much but i'm really going to need to for her to like let that go and kind of just get to know jen as a person separate from her relationship and what happened because i feel like the two of them could really probably hit it off and become good friends and that would be like fun to see cuz they're both younger i i think i can never tell how old these ladies are i can never tell if they're like 35 or 76 like their face like the work that they've had done like i just I don't know the ages of these women. I just know that Gina, I think, is in like her mid thirties. Everyone else, I believe, is in their fifties. Um, but I just feel like her and Gina could be good friends if Gina can just let that part of what's affecting her go. Um, but yeah, so that's. I mean, that was a, that was a good that was a good uh, that was a good episode. I'm really loving the season. Um, OC has always been good. Like, it, it doesn't really get too over dramatic. I mean, we haven't had anything dramatic since Brooks' fake cancer scheme. <laughs> so, um, but I'm excited. Um, I'm loving the season. I hope you guys are liking it as well. Um, I know things will probably get a little bit more dramatic with shows that are coming up before now. Let's just kind of enjoy like, the reset that we're getting and enjoy, like, refreshing television uh, between what we have on right now because it's actually really good TV. Um, So I'm excited. I'm I'm just excited for OC to be back. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens next week. All right. I want to get into the Below Deck Sailing Yacht season finale. I'm not going to talk about the finale, like the episode itself. I'm kind of just going to go like a broad overview of the whole season, just so I have some thoughts that like I want to get off my chest. And uh, if you're not watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht, I don't know what you're doing. This show is so good. It's on season four. I didn't watch season one, but I heard it was a flop. I have heard. I'm sorry. I have heard season 1 was a flop. Season 2 is where I started. And that show delivers every single season. If you're not watching, go back and watch it. Season this was this was season 4 that just wrapped. They're in the midst of filming season 5. So it's coming back. The crew's been spotted. We've seen Daisy filming. We've seen Gary filming. No sighting of Colin, though, which I'm a little concerned about because, one, I need to be able to stare at him on my television. Two, he has some unfinished business from this season that he needs to wrap up next season, so we're going to need him to come back. All right, so Below Deck Sailing up. Obviously, this season was the massive love triangle between Colin, Gary, and Daisy. I was blown. I was actually. I wasn't blown away in the beginning of the season when I found out that Daisy and Gary had slept together. I feel like it was expected. They've always been like flirtatious. Um, it was just kind of like, like I was like taken aback when it was actually just said out loud, um, and the fact that Colin didn't know. Um, I mean. Good for Gary for keeping his word to Daisy for not saying anything. Um, crappy for Colin as we all know the way he felt um, about not knowing the fact that his friend Gary had kept that from him, knowing he was starting this relationship with Daisy. So I feel like between Daisy, Colin, and Gary, and I feel like the majority of you would agree with me from base off of what I've seen in like the polls that I've done um, on my Instagram that you agree Daisy should be with Colin and not with Gary. Gary, I try every single season to give this guy a chance and like him because he seems like so much fun and he seems like he's just such a good time. But he drives me insane when it comes to his relationships. Every season those of you that watch, you know, those of you that don't, I'm just going to give you kind of like an idea of how he acts. And then you can go back and watch and tell me I'm right. Um, Every season, Gary attaches himself to one of the crew members. And that's like his mission of like who to hook up with like that charter season. And this man literally like the entire season He'll, like, hook up with someone once. And then after that first hookup, he wants to, like, be their boyfriend. And he does this The he does this every season. It drives me insane. Because <laughs> he... I mean, good for the guy. He just, like, wants love and, like, he wants whatever. I, mean, I don't even know if he wants love. I think he thinks that maybe that's just what girls want. But it comes off, like, a little weird and creepy. Because he's just, like... We're three episodes in and he's asking... This crew member, like, what do you want out of this relationship? For you to leave me alone. That's what I would say. Um, So, this season, he did it again with Mads. And him and Mads hooked up pretty much every episode. While he is trying to, like... While he's, it's almost like while he's trying to like kind of like manipulate the relationship between Colin and Daisy, like Gary doesn't know what he wants. I think he, I think he wants Daisy, but knows that he can't have her. So he's going for Mads because it's like it's like his only like fair option right now because that's like who he's hooking up with. That's gonna sound really. That I don't want that to sound bad. I don't want it to make it. I don't want to make it sound like. He's going for Mads because like she's like the easy way out, but like Daisy isn't giving him the time of day, so he's gonna go towards the girl that he is hooking up with. So while he's hooking up with mads and Daisy's hooking up with Colin, he spends so much time like pulling Daisy aside and talking to her about his feelings and how like he thinks that like they belong together and like all this stuff, but he knows that. Like he knows that he messed up, knowing that Colin has feelings for Daisy and like wants to see where that goes, it's this entire thing is it is just such a mess. It really like it there are so many times where Gary pulled Daisy aside and talked to her, and I wish she would have just thrown him overboard because he just will never get it and i want sometimes it makes me wonder if he is an only child because it kind of seems like he has that like only child syndrome where he feels like everything needs to be about him and doesn't really take like anyone else's feelings into consideration as long as he's getting what he wants and it drives me insane and i try to like him it just it just it hasn't been working for me and i mean we see the season like we see the season end And uh, obviously, like, Gary stays on the boat because that's the boat that he works on. That's, like, his job. And uh, Daisy is the last person to leave, and he's, like, telling her to stay, like, all this stuff. After he just saw her kissing Colin goodbye and, like, being upset that he's leaving. Like, he will do any... Okay, sorry, I have to backtrack because there was a point in this last episode where he was in bed... And Colin is obviously in the bunk below him. And uh, Gary tells Colin that he shouldn't be with Daisy because he, does, he, he will regret ruining such a good friendship. And in my head, it's like you're telling him this because you don't want him to be with Daisy because you want to be with Daisy, but you already messed that up. I don't even know if love triangle is the word to describe it because I feel like I just took you guys on like a roller coaster and, uh, it, 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 confuses me as probably as much as it confuses you guys with like the way that they act around each other. All I know is that, thank God, Mads uh, kind of broke things off, broke things off with Gary. Well, she waited too long, waited until like the last charter. And I'm glad that she finally made out with Alex. I'm, I wish she would have done it sooner in the season, um, but i feel like if she would have done it sooner in the season it would have just made gary either go after daisy much more and ruin his friendship more with colin than it already is or he would have taken it out on alex i don't know regardless there's there's so i mean there's still so much going on with the three of them um now that the season is over I mean, this love triangle, I think, is finally broken. I don't think Daisy and Colin are speaking anymore. I believe someone had said that she unfollowed him on Instagram. We still have the reunion coming up, so I'm hope I'm hopeful that we will find out what exactly happened with them. Um, I really hope that Gary is filming, for, or I'm sorry, not Gary. I really hope that Colin is filming next season. Um, because I just, I want him to come back and I want the three of them. If him and Daisy are not speaking speaking anymore and they've just decided to be a friendship, I would love for the three of them to come back and kind of get back to where they were as friends because the three of them together since season two have been ama- like hilarious, amazing, so much fun. But... They started sleeping together, and look what happened. It caused all this ruckus, and now we don't know what the hell is going on. Um, but I'm hoping we find out what, at the reunion like what the status is with Daisy and Colin um, and all of that. Guys, it really is such a good show. You need to go back. If you haven't, I know it's on Peacock. You can watch all of the seasons. There is just like every season – there is so much drama. There was a love baby on season two. Um, it It's just, it's wild. It is one of the best, like, below deck franchises that I've watched in a, in a while. Um, and I just, I, I I tell every person that has not watched it that they need to. And it's just such an easy binge because there's just, it's so few seasons. Um, but the love triangle this season, it drove me insane. I'm still talking in circles about it. And I just like, The season's over, but I really hope that if they're not together, that they can come back and be friends and just not sleep with each other. Like just go back to having fun, getting drunk, smoking cigarettes on the boat and everything will be better from there. There are a few things that popped up, um, whether it be on Instagram or in the news Um, or whatnot that I want to talk to you guys that I'm probably going to end. Well, not probably, I will. I will end um, each episode kind of talking to you guys about like hot topics um, that are going on in like the Bravo space. So first and foremost, Vanderpump Rules was nominated for two Emmys, which is amazing, well-deserved. Give them all of the awards. Um, they deserve every single thing coming their way. So they were nominated for Outstanding Unstructured Reality Program and Outstanding Picture Editing for an Unstructured Reality Program. I don't know what either one of those two things means. I'm just happy that they got the nomination. Um, They deserve it. Like last season was so good. Um, So I'm so happy for Vanderpump Rules, Evolution, Bravo, everybody involved. I cannot wait to see, like, do you think that, like, the cast will go to, like, the red carpet? Because I would, I I mean, I would want to, I want to see Lisa Vanderpump go on stage and accept an Emmy. Although I do think that the unscripted Emmys, like, are not televised, and they're just, it's just, like, something else that's held, like, another party. But could you imagine Lisa, like, on stage accepting an Emmy with her little dog? It would be amazing. Um, I'm so happy for them. They, like I said, very well deserved. I mean, and if they can get an Emmy, maybe we can get some other shows that can get nominated for Emmys. Real Housewives. There have been some Real Housewives episodes that definitely are award worthy. Um, so this is maybe this is just like the stepping stone. We'll see where we we can only go up from here. Um, Summer House Martha's Vineyard was renewed for a second season. This show, if you had not watched it, it was good for a, for a first season for a first season show. Um, I love the cast. The only thing I didn't really care for was the fact that they had so many house meetings in the beginning to like get people out. I really just hope that maybe they just don't do that. But they're coming back for a second season. They're filming the summer. They're going back to Martha's Vineyard. The cast going is unknown right now. We don't know who's going to be returning. Um, I would love to see Preston return, Amir. I want to see Jordan return. Um, I wanna see Alex return. Um, I wanna see Jasmine return. I wanna see Bria. Um, I don't know if Jasmine's husband, Silas, will be returning. She just posted something recently um on instagram that kind of made it seem like he was going overseas for the army i don't know if he is sending him all the thoughts thank you for your service that's amazing um i don't know if that was i don't know if the the post that she made though was insinuating him leaving um but it's a good show and i believe this season was like 10 episodes it's so good you guys need to watch it. Cannot wait for season two. Maybe we'll get some new faces. Um, we'll definitely be seeing more of Jordan. Um, I believe she's on the next season of Winter House. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Um, but speaking of Summer House, I think it was within the last few days um, it was shared that there are some Summer House newbies. Um, I believe now as far as like the returning full time cast the rumors going around of like who is coming back Um, full-time, Amanda, Kyle, Sierra, Gabby, Paige, Danielle. Um, Those are the ones that we've heard are coming back full-time. Everybody else is returning part-time as far as Maya, Sam, Chris, unknown about Corey. Uh, But we do have... Two new guys that um, have been spotted filming. I posted their photos on my Instagram. You can go check those out um, to see who the two new guys are that are going to be joining the Summer House cast. They look like a lot of fun. Um, I, we need more guys on the show, so I'm excited to kind of see what they bring. I kind of like the idea of Summer House having like, these people that come in every so often to kind of like mix it up instead of having to deal with like everybody just stuck in a house. Um, I'm excited to see what these two new guys bring. You guys know uh, summer house is probably one of my favorite shows. Um, I know a lot of you guys don't agree with um, my favorites, but that's okay. We all have our opinions. I welcome all of your opinions. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. If I don't agree with you, I'm not going to berate you. I, Could care less who you like as long as you're enjoying the television show. Um, But you guys know my faves. I'm happy to see them back. Sierra, Amanda, Danielle, Paige. Um, I love Maya, too. I just, if she's not full-time, I'm glad that she's going to be there in some capacity. So keep an eye out for more stuff regarding Summer House. Um, I know a lot of, they're obviously filming right now every weekend a lot of photos are being posted of like behind the scenes stuff um, as well as they are being posted for Vanderpump rules since they're filming as well. Uh, I share some of the, like the photos that are um, sent my way for the cast filming, but I don't always share all of them because people don't like spoilers and like, they want to wait to see like the show for themselves. So I think I might start sharing them a little bit more, like as the time goes on, depending on what I get. So keep an eye out for Summer House Newbies. Um, and then a couple shows that are coming up that you guys do not want to miss Below Deck, Down Under, Season Two. Season One was on Peacock, they're bringing it back to Bravo. So season below deck down under season two premieres this Monday, July 17th. If you have not watched, I will tell you go back to Peacock, watch season one. It was very good. Captain Jason alone is the reason that you should watch. His the man is just eye candy for everybody, so you will enjoy it based off of him being on your TV screen alone. But the show overall is It's good. And there's um, Aisha, who is the chief stew. She is hilarious. Um, She's returning for season two. So don't forget to watch that on Monday. This Sunday, July 16th at 9 p.m., we get the premiere of The Real Housewives of New York City season 14 with all of the new ladies. They had a premiere party last night. I unfortunately had to miss it. Um, I'm so bummed because I was having so much FOMO from everything that I saw online. Um, But I just had stuff that I had to take care of. Um, So I wasn't able to go. But it looked amazing. There are a few sneak peeks for Sunday's premiere that I have posted on my Instagram. You can also see them on TikTok. Um, Everything is under Bravo by Gaze. This is... To me, is going to be so good. I feel like it's going to be it's going to be a refresh for Housewives of New York. The ladies seem really cool. They all seem hilarious from the few sneak peeks that I've seen already. Um, it's going to be funny. It's going there's filled with like fashion, fun, family. The girls get drunk. They talk about sex. All the stuff that you love. That is going to be on Sunday at 9 p.m. With that said, also on Sunday at 8 is Real Housewives of Atlanta. So we have like a triple header. At 8 o'clock is Atlanta. 9 o'clock is Real Housewives of New York season 14 premiere. 10 o'clock, Luann and Sonia, welcome to Crappy Lake. Next Friday, we are going to cover the premiere. We're going to cover everything. We're going to talk about Real Housewives of New York, Atlanta, Crappy Lake, Below Deck Down Under, OC. Um, We're going to just keep giving our opinions on everything as we go. So, with that said, I am so happy that you guys are here to be on this journey with me. Um, I'm so excited to see where the future of this podcast goes. I mean, we're only on episode one. Um, I can't imagine what we're going to sound like on episode 15 Um, but I cannot wait to have this weekly dialogue with you guys and talk everything bravo. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun and I apologize. I'm going to add this in at the end of this, just if so you're aware, because next Friday, um, I want you guys to just make a note. If you are planning on attending BravoCon 2023 in Las Vegas, uh, the dates are November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The three-day passes go on sale Friday, July 21st at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. Um, So make sure if you guys are planning on going to BravoCon, that you guys get your tickets for that weekend. Um, they sell out quick, um, but I'm I'm sure that single day passes will go on sale after that. But okay, I'm rambling. So I'm going to wrap it up for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Um, I cannot wait to talk to you guys again next week. And I hope that you guys all have the best weekend. And thanks for listening. Bye guys.